0: This is Dubai Eye 103.8.
1: The Everyday Entrepreneur. Stories to inspire you.
2: And a warm welcome to Stevie Lomas. So, thank you for coming
1: on the show. Good afternoon. Lovely to be here.
2: And you are the owner and founder of the Camel Soap Company. So um, you made a huge move in terms of career shifts. You were in IT and banking, and now you make handmade soaps. So tell us what happened.
1: <laughs> How did we get from there to there? <laughs> Where did you take that turn? Uh, yeah, um, my husband would say, um, drastic turns. turn, Steve, go back. <laughs> um, a few years ago, we were on holiday in Australia, and... Um, we went to an amazing place called the um, Olive Oil Soap Factory um, and it was in the middle of the bush. It was really beautiful and I, I came home with a bit of a dream for Dubai. Um, I had a little girl at the time and I'd had her rather, rather late in life and I decided that I was not going to go back to corporate life and I thought it would be really good to perhaps set up a soap factory using camel milk, um, something quite, quite unique. At the time, there was really very little available in terms of gifts in Dubai. So you could buy dates or dates. Or (laughs) dates. Or dates. Or (laughs) dates covered in chocolate. Or or (laughs) dates covered in (laughs) chocolate. Or bring
0: a palm tree back home, a date tree back home.
1: (laughs) So I I just thought there was a real opportunity to create something really beautiful, something handmade um, that came from the region, um, that reflected the region and was very beautiful. And the camel soap factory was born about six years ago. It started in my husband's shed, um, and I attended loads of markets um, like Ripe and Arte, and it just grew.
0: Is the soap making process quite easily, fairly easily? Yeah, yeah, you can,
1: I mean, anybody can, you know, you can YouTube it, yeah, lo- yeah. look on Google. Yeah, the, yeah. the actual process is really simple. You simply add a saponification mm. agent to oils. Okay. Um, it is that simple. Um, it's producing consistently high quality, though, and using really good raw materials. And what are comes. what are the
0: benefits uh, of of, of, uh, of camel milk?
1: You know, it's a great Steven. question. Yeah. and When I started, I think, to be quite honest, I I had no idea what the benefits would be. I knew milk soaps would be good um, if you've ever bought natural soaps. Um, A lot of soap makers make soap (laughs) With goat's milk um, or donkey milk, and the milks the milks are very rich and make the the, the um, are very good for the skin. What we found with camel milk, to our great surprise and delight, I have to say, is that because it's really rich milk. I mean, a camel gives much less milk than a cow does, so the milk itself has to be very very nourishing. Yeah. yeah, really rich in nutrients. So mm. it's full of vitamins um, and. Um, and we've had great success with people with a lot of skin problems who use the product. And
0: do you sell locally or do you export? Or is it a bit of both? Or both, both.
1: Yeah. So our biggest market is obviously local. Uh, we sell through, um, our biggest retailer would be a, a retailer like Al Jabba, which sells to the tourist market. Mm-hmm. But we're also available now in places like Carrefour and Waitrose. And oh, wow, really? Yeah, yeah, So you're
0: doing a bit of mass production, if you want to call we, it now. We are. All I've, still handmade? Um,
1: yes. And that's, I mean, I think that's the amazing thing. I had a, a mentor who said, to me, Steve, you'll never get beyond sixty thousand soaps a month, and um, sixty thousand
0: seems already huge.
1: Yeah, yeah. we can do a hundred thousand handmade. Really? And, yep. And wow. we've just put in Mills machinery to do a really different type of soap. So we're really aiming to change but the do natural you, do you soap market. you sell sixty thousand a month now? No. um Yeah, I think our peak month was seventy thousand. Wow, that's wow. huge. Well done. Yeah. yeah. yeah
2: um it's not just the fact that it's popular you've won the mead um, 2019 business to client small business of the year award yeah. so congratulations, congratulations. <laughs> um <laughs> thank you I, I, I think that's really interesting george and i you kindly brought some soaps here today and george and i were just having <laughs> passing them around to each other as you're talking and i think it's quite interesting because a couple of them you have a, a lavender one here and a sweet orange and cinnamon oh, the,
0: you didn't give me the lavender one that's my favorite smell I did give you the lavender
2: yeah, one. Do you take know a lot,
0: it, of, a lot of
1: men love lavender? I love lavender. Did you know Lavenders? that? Lavenders,
0: yeah. whenever, whenever we got to buy things for the house, like, a, a, you know, Fragrance fragrances or and stuff like and that candles. or diffusers and, the, you know, the, 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 what do you call it, the, the bounty or whatever it is that you put with the with, the, with washing your clothes. I always like oh, yeah, lavender yeah. smell. These are my <laughs> yeah. Lavender. You know,
1: when I was learning how to make soaps, the ladies who taught me how to make soap, Melinda Koss said to me, Stevie, she said, you can do anything you like. But make sure you make lavender soaps," <laughs> yeah. she lavender's, said. Because sixty percent, Yeah, sixty yeah. percent of what you sell will be lavender. Yeah. And She was absolutely on the mark.
0: I, I I like that. It's my go-to smell.
2: Well, you can okay, lavender's for you. Sweet orange and cinnamon. You can have your festive. sweet orange it's and cinnamon. It's festive, yeah. exactly. Super festive. But I noticed one of them um, is one
1: that you can use on your face, and this one's different. It's not scented. It says pure. So it's, it's it is. And, I mean, I think that was also something that took us a bit by surprise. In the West, we like a lot of fragrance. Mm. Um, A a big part of our market is China. Um, I'd say 70% of our soaps go back to China. Really? Wow. And they choose unscented. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, by choice. It's interesting because different parts of the world, we have different
2: tastes. And, yes. you know, George and I, he was going for lavender and I liked the other one. Um, I guess one of the things um, I, I'd love to hear from you, Stevie, is what, what were those initial months like for you? So you give up the security uh, of working um, and you've had your daughter and you're like, OK, I want to create something that I'm passionate about. So you go ahead and do it. But
1: what were the first couple of months like for you? It's pretty rough. Um, it's lonely. I, th- I think that's one of the things that um, I, I was really I struggled with is not having the input of colleagues in an office on a daily basis um, it's also quite scary I was really lucky my husband was enormously supportive and he he knew it was a good idea he was as convinced as I was so I had his support um, in that whole period Um it's scary because it Pretty much took up all my pension money. Um, I ploughed everything that I had into, into starting the company. Um, but I, and I always have been absolutely committed to the idea and knew it would work if we could produce consistently a high quality natural soap.
0: You know, it's 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 crazy. Cause it really summarizes what we tell entrepreneurs. It's lonely. Uh, it's 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 challenging at the beginning. Uh, it's it's going to take all your resources, all your financial resources, but it's so rewarding at the end. And yeah. I mean, that's the whole. That that's in a nutshell the, the whole story of entrepreneurship.
1: It is. I mean, George. What you have to do as well, though, is I, I joined organizations. Um, I joined EO once we crossed that magic million dollar mark, oh. and um, wow, that was for me that was almost like finding my tribe Mm. and i've had enormous support um from the organization and i And the reasons
0: why these organizations work so well it's because it's lonely to start a business, you know, and it's you got to fight that fight on your own. God knows that it's a roller coaster. Every every single entrepreneur I've ever met will tell me it's a roller coaster of emotions, and you're riding that roller coaster on your own. And that's why these organizations work so well, the likes of EO and so on, because people find each other. Like you're saying, you use the word tribe, they find each other as relating to each other's, uh, you know, uh, uh, challenges and and, and journeys.
1: And the funny thing about it is that you meet people, I mean, you make decisions. Uh, but, I mean, I, I know nothing about soaps. I mean, I came from an IT background. <laughs> so you're, you're, it. you're feeling your way in the dark <laughs> yeah. and you discover all these other people who are feeling their way in the dark. Yeah. And actually, you're not alone. Mm. And I think that what is and that's what I've found the most comforting is just, I, you know, when I've got real problems with cash flow. You talk to people and they say, oh, my God, you've no idea the problem I had with cash flow last year. Um, And it's just becomes normal.
0: It becomes normal. That's
1: right. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. So you
2: uh, studied soap making with Melinda Cross in London. You were you were really enthusiastic, decided I'm going to go for it, took her advice on the lavender. Um, But what do you think if you could go back in in time uh, and tell yourself something that you've learned now? What do you wish you would have known
1: at the start? Right. A few things. Um, I named my company the wrong name, believe it or not. I didn't think um, about brands um, and company names. So my brand name is the same as my company name. <laughs> now, I can probably fix this and fix it reasonably easily going going forward. But I wish I'd put some more thought into into what we were doing as a brand um, would have been simple and a second massive mistake we made early on is we accepted investment from an investor who did not have the same end goal as me it's very and interesting, and man. it all ended up in disaster um, and really nearly brought the company down and it was a really big lesson for me is that if I if I bring in money from outside investors they have to think the same way as I do and they have to have the same goals as me mm. I mean that is that is really interesting making sure you're
2: on board and have the same vision so different name perhaps okay. yep so yeah. so
0: so now the brand is the Camel Soap Factory. It
1: is that's and right. And the company is called the Camel and Soap Factory. And I probably Factory. should have called the company Stevie Lomas Manufacturing or okay. something. You know, but why, uh, what,
0: why is that a problem? Because
1: a, I'm now bringing out new brands. Okay. And those brands are being brought out okay. under the I name I of the Camel Soap Factory. Yeah. Okay. So we're launching a new brand. But it's a lesser yeah. problem
0: than having the brand being a problem. Yes. Right. It's it, le- to, to have the the company name a problem is a lesser problem than having the brand being a problem.
1: Uh, absolutely. So yeah. Fine. And it's and it's easy enough to to fix. Uh, exactly. Camel
0: Soap Holdings. There you go. You'll solve <laughs> it. Come to come to VirtuZone. We'll create we'll create a holding for you, and you're all set.
1: No. All right, George.
2: There you go. There you go. Top advice. And also, what advice would you give, Stevie? I know lots of people that listen to this show are either um, they're starting out themselves, or they're thinking about doing it. They're considering it. And what we hear time and time again is people sort of saying, "I just don't know if it's the right time. I don't know if I should jump." What kind of advice do you have for those people who are sort of in between uh, and they're a little bit frightened to take the leap?
1: I actually read a book and I can't remember what it was called, Leap or Jump. Um, and I'd been writing this business plan for months and months and months. And my husband was a bit cynical and said, Steve, are you really going to do this thing? And then I read a book um, and it the advice was you can, you can business plan yourself to death. But actually, at the end of the day, if you think it's going to work, jump go for it. And, and it's exactly what I did. Um, You know, in retrospect, um, yeah, there could always be better times. um, But if if the idea is fundamentally sound, and you're committed to it, um, you can make it work. Amazing. That's all we've
2: got time for. Big thanks to our guest, Stevie Lomas, the owner and founder of the Camel Soap Company and the business, the Camel Soap Company. Thank you so much for coming
1: in, Stevie. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. I really enjoyed that. Thank you. Thanks, Stevie. This is Dubai I 103.8.